1: Welcome to the Clicking Balls 2017 season primer for the Sydney Swans. My name is Heath, and with me is Josh. Hello. And Brenton. G'day. Uh, So, Sydney in 2016, we'll have a look back first. uh, A minor premiership with 17 wins. Um, I have to say, uh, they look like the best side for the majority of the year.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it was a very crazy season trying to decide who was who was on top of who in yeah. regards to who. Very <laughs> tight top four. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they managed to put their head above everyone else was obviously a credit to their midfield mainly. Um but I thought overall a pretty good season. Yeah, pretty good coaching to get there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I was impressed with Luke Parker because he was my tip for Brownlow at the start yep. of the year. And then every time he played a good game, I made sure I told everybody that he was my tip for, <laughs> tip for Brownlow at the start of the year. Um, didn't quite get there for me. So really, it's a letdown for him. It's a poor year. Yeah,
2: it cost me five bucks. <laughs> yeah, But I mean, they had people that stepped up. Uh, they seem to be a team that recruits well as, as well. I think that's their main strength well, is getting...
1: Well, they draft well.
2: Good people, yeah, draft <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. Well, they've got a good little academy there as well, don't they?
1: Uh, they've got some uh, primary,
2: quite a big area that they get to pull from.
1: Well, that's the other thing. They had the rising star in uh, Callum Mills, yep, um, who running out of the back line, um, yep. which is interesting because the rising star is usually the best midfielder. Or yeah,
0: well, I mean, the, he's just I wouldn't think he was a midfielder. Much, wasn't he? Every award is best
2: midfielder at the moment. Like well, a midfielder in, TA, or in um, what was the league he was in? is that they call it? What they call it? North I East? think, he, yeah, yeah, one yeah. well, Anyway, someone will tell us. <laughs> um, but he was uh, on baller, I thought, and killed it. So yeah. it's amazing that he managed to make that transition across and played uh, over 20 games.
1: I well, I don't think he's an absolute superstar, but he's a, an above-average player in his first year. Just and, out, of the, the, that's out
0: of the blocks to play with that yeah. was quite mm. amazing. But I think, though, these days, the back flank is pretty close to a midfield. Like, you're pretty much playing yeah. a wing-like yeah. position. You, you have yeah, to be definitely. attacking. Yeah, you have yep. to be running through the the uh, middle of the ground through the square and then running straight back if it's coming over your head Mm. (laughs) because if your player runs on with it you're fucked
2: yeah and there are a lot of players that have got the ability to do that as well I mean the Bulldogs pretty much won there most of the games with Johannes run off the back lines and uh, Easterwood run across there as well Um,
1: through the first 10 games of the year I thought Buddy was a certainty to kick another century Um, he was looking that good and could turn it on whenever he wanted
2: Yeah. yeah and I think that yeah, whenever he's not actually in the game, he managed to make, he, make himself a presence. I he's not kicking goals, he managed to put his, throw his body around, maybe a bit too much, but he's always there, making
0: other people th- know that yeah. he's there. I wanted to consider where he's. Well, yeah, um, just the other week we saw uh, Plugger Lockett turn back up to Sydney, which is fantastic to see him. He's half the man he was, though.
1: Quite and- literally, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I, honestly, I'm kind of concerned. When he was uh, on the ground, he looked fit, but when they did the close up uh, one on one down the barrel talking to the camera. He looked emaciated. Yeah. Like, uh, the cheeks are so hollow and everything... I'm honestly worried about the bloke. I hope he's, I hope he's good.
1: Well, I hope he's just done, you know, maybe he's done some drastic weight loss. Well, apparently very quickly or... he
0: was doing the uh, enduro uh, motorcycling. I knew he was doing is... a lot of bike yeah. riding. Like he's doing Dakar-style stuff. So, yeah. you know, a whole week on a motorbike kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, he um, he had a really bad crash, uh, I don't know, 18 months ago. Right.
2: Uh,
1: maybe yeah. two years or something like that. I know, like, a really bad one. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's why I was hoping it wasn't something like that.
0: <laughs> no, no, just a couple of years back, he was uh, just as uh, stocky as ever so yeah, that was after yeah. the crash um, but yeah from what I have been told which there, there is no official nature to that at all is that he really did strip right down because he was taking his motorcycling pretty seriously yeah, on. so if he's doing that fair play to him i just, I just hoping he's healthy no,
2: I said, I mean, apparently motorcycle riding is one of the hardest things to do, especially cross-country, like, Should motocross you. style.
0: And obviously, you're carrying an extra 30 kilo on the bike, it's an extra 30 kilo momentum, 30 kilo of bounce and everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, the reason I brought him up is because he said that uh, he thought Buddy Franklin could exceed his total, um, which I think is a bit of... It's lofty weight. He's over it, 700. Yeah, so... yeah. I, look, I, I would never, ever say that um, anyone in the history of the game is going to exceed... Thirteen hundred, uh, yeah, thirteen hundred. But if you're going to look at any of the players currently running around and say who could, oh, Buddy probably top of the list. Yeah, yeah, by mile. I mean, he's the only one that. that I don't could. think it's
2: really a, uh, second. Is there? It's well, distance.
1: that and he's got uh, the contract. That means yeah. <laughs> he's still got six years to go. <laughs> but so.
2: it, look,
0: maybe he will. I don't know. I, I honestly don't see. I think the game's past that uh, consistent <clears throat> hundred goal a season era. But hey, maybe maybe he'll just tear it up and kick fifteen hundred. I have no idea. You, you never
1: know. Um, something might change. They might uh, have a designated goal kicker coming in three yeah, years' time. think sure. he,
0: he kicked fourteen a goal, uh, fourteen goals a game in for five weeks or so. You never know. Um,
1: I think the other things to mention with Sydney um, is uh, Aliyah Aliyah, um, yep. who being uh, Sudanese, so late to the game. Yeah. Um, it, it means he's got to stand out for two reasons. One is he's... Sudanese so they they like that story yep. um, and mm-hmm. he was late for the game but geez, he looked good down back it, he, he, he looked solid. Solid. solid didn't have a tough role there's a few times he's playing the loose man down in yeah. defence however first year he still played that role perfectly
2: yeah. but yeah. I mean the thing is he played that loose man down in defence. isn't a hard role, but it's not a hard hard position for the opposition to cover either. Exactly. He's just sent another yeah. person down there, but yeah. he still managed to consistently get himself Did down well. there and just cut the ball off whenever there was a fast transition. Yeah. And he made smart decisions as well. Yeah. Handballs, what he was capable of, knew his knew his capabilities. Um, that's all he can move. He yeah. consistently contributed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, played thirteen games, I think. So that's yeah. good from straight out of, out of the box. And they missed him in finals. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Absolutely yeah. missed him. Yeah. So yeah, he was one that I pegged as having a big season. I thought he's really someone that you can. Um, structure your your defense and you're setting up your offense around. Uh, it's just a matter of learning the game a bit more. Hmm.
1: What did you make of Sydney's finals campaign? Because uh, first up, a loss to GWS, then bounced back with two. The following two weeks were unbelievably good, yep. and then obviously the grand final.
0: Oh, they underachieved. Like if you win the minor premiership, yeah. you're after a premier a premiership. Like that's that's just where it is. But um, yeah, the, the loss to GWS to me is the the telling one. Yeah. Um, the the grand final. They got beat, absolutely. But yeah, uh, I just there's no reason they should have lost the GWS except for the fact that GWS are you know going to be the team to beat this year. But uh, Sydney should have had it.
1: They'll never say it internally, or, or maybe they'll never say it externally. But I yeah. know a few fans might have inked towards it. But they were unlucky. They're unlucky in the fact that um, against GWS, Josh Kennedy got knocked. Well, not knocked out, but got concussed in the first quarter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Stevie J got suspended for it. Yeah. Um, To
0: me, that was the um, part that killed GDW this season. Because they were probably looking at flag favourites, and then Stevie J drops out. All of a sudden, they lose finals experience, and they're looking like you know not quite as solid around the forward line. They
1: they only lost the prelim by a kick, wasn't it? Exactly. And if you think Stevie J doesn't make one kick difference, then... uh, I don't know why he's there then.
0: Well, you know, Obviously you ask you ask anyone around and they'll say he's worth at least a goal. You ask him, yeah. he's worth 10. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, fair play to him.
1: But uh, that uh, hurt because Josh Kennedy's output um, during that game was well down. But yeah. you can understand it because he was seeing stars. Um, and they showed that the following week against Adelaide, that was one of their best games of the year. Yeah. And uh, Geelong, you know, they touched up Geelong away from home twice in the one season. That's a fair effort. That was too,
2: yeah, yeah. And you, but Geelong played some home home games Eddie had now, don't they?
1: Occasionally, yeah. Uh,
2: they why didn't are, play against Sydney though. Why are they doing that? Do we know? Better
0: credit. yeah. Numbers,
2: numbers. Oh, right. right? Yeah, because it feels like um, that. You know, the sort of not superstition, but that hesitance to go down to Geelong to play football is doesn't have that same meaning behind it anymore. Like people aren't scared.
1: I think they're doing developments down there as well so the ground's not uh, the capacity isn't as big as what it uh, will be yeah but I
2: mean the
0: whole town's sort of falling down around as well so that as well to be be honest I I love Cardinia Park what's it it good now these days Sermon Steel or whatever but um, I I really enjoy that ground because it's like what Adelaide Oval used to be uh, back when you had the hill and Everything like that. Oh, yeah. It's just a, a great, grand. Like, Granted, yeah, the, the team buses do, do pull up on the kerb and the players have to sort of walk through the crowd to get to the shade rooms. But, you know, the, it's got character. Yeah, yeah. But anyway,
1: the game that Sydney won down there um, was the week with all the bullshit through the media with uh, Kieran Jack oh, playing yeah. his 200th oh, game yeah. and the whole family stuff, which family is one. a real shame. Yep. Um, but to then turn up and play... The way they did just says everything about um, what they've got going on. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, it was uh, a bit Mitch Johnson ish.
1: And then uh, in the grand final, again, like Bulldogs won, but uh, Sydney were a little bit unlucky. Like, Buddy copped an injury early then I think yeah. Hannabury copped an injury late in what yep. should have been a free kick. Yeah. Never mind about the free kick count. It's the rub of the green. And the rub of the green went the Bulldogs' way. That happens. Yeah, um, I mean,
2: Sydney have had their fair share of rub of the green, so can't be too knows. felt hard done by. Let's be honest, I think
0: probably 95% of people who follow AFL were going for the Bulldogs that day. Yeah.
2: I mean, it just seemed like it was meant to be. So yeah, like you can't be too upset if you're at Sydney. They've got a great list and there's not much has changed this season. It's only some young kids that are going to develop, you know, another year in development and they're yeah. going to be even better coming into two thousand seventeen season.
1: But on on paper, probably the best side throughout the year.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and obviously the minor premiership um is backed that up. Backs that
1: up, yeah. Um even though it was very tight at the top. Yep. Um, so let's have a look at their list changes over the off season uh, firstly on the outs we've got two Richards uh, we've gone out Ted Richards who uh, retired it probably went one season too long
2: Oh, let's be honest. He was probably seven seasons over what he's ever deserved to play.
1: He looked like he was never going to make it when he left Essendon. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. became an All Australian. Yep, yeah, and most Premiership player at Sydney.
2: A lot of hard work and effort. I think yeah, absolutely, absolutely was.
1: Um, it, it's a shame that his last game was the Nepean Grand Final, and he dropped the mark that might have cost them the game. Yep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's it. You take the good with the bad.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, no, Leo Barry there. Yeah. No. fairy tales have happy endings. Not all of them. <laughs>
1: Um, and then, speaking of which, Xavier Richards, who sort of flirted with trying to come to Melbourne, and uh, I think he had a co- contract on the table and from the Swans and said no, yep. and now he's playing, uh, I think he's playing for university in the NEFL this year. So. Well,
2: uh, jury's out on him then, he's on the up and up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I didn't have him in the best 22, but he did play in the grand final
2: yeah. um, uh, for him. It's like, who was the other person that tried to shop around and turn down some deals? Brisbane. Brisbane, that? Rockliffe. Uh, Rockliffe, Rockliff, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's always interesting to see with the new free agency, well, not new now, but the yeah. free agency rules that uh, some people aren't really worth as what they thought, aren't really in demand as what they thought they were. Yeah.
0: yeah. There is a small part of it that kind of thinks, yeah, good on you. Yeah. Like, you see blokes who, oh, we've got a, a three-year... Five hundred grand a year contract, and they're like, oh, I'm worth yeah. more than that. And to be told, you know, maybe no, not. No, you're not. Yeah. But that part of me is a cunt. Because, because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not denying that.
2: In my, if I, in my job, if I shopped around, you think, yeah, well, that's reasonable, that's acceptable. You know what I mean? But some about for football players, are like, no, you bastard. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, Benny McGlynn um, called time on his career uh, at age 31, I think, and had his fair share of injuries as yep. well. Um, he's a bit unlucky, Benny, because he's played in a few losing grand finals and missed some other grand finals with injury. Yeah. Um, so never got the final, uh, the, the, the big cup, but um, certainly got the most out of his career. And, and he's done exceptionally well. Yeah,
2: another one that sort of played, played that role player in Sydney and did it well.
1: He, um, for he, all his failings at Hawthorne, um, he was never failed for lack of effort. Yeah. And that's yeah. something.
2: Yeah, it's just a little bit like a talent. Uh, and size. Yeah. He's a small lad. Yeah. But uh,
1: he's done it right. Uh, Tom Derricks uh, leaves, as well as Toby Nankovic. Um, so there's a, a ruckman and a part-time ruckman um, that they've lost there,
0: and yeah, no real damage, I don't think. Well,
1: no, I mean, ruck is one of the weak spots um, for them, but these guys weren't the answer either. But Nenkovis mm. has looked okay in the preseason, but you know, preseason is preseason. Well, he's yeah, turned
0: into you know, a full-time ruckman, so it's <laughs> <there's> that. <laughs> with, with their midfield, I could ruck the bloody thing, <laughs> just about. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and speaking, no, literally,
0: of... I could. I'm going to. I'm applying for the job.
1: Yeah. Good luck. Um, the, uh, the other one, obviously, out of the midfielders, Tom Mitchell, um, mm. who they've lost, I think, purely because they've got superstar midfielders. Yeah, got yeah. too many
0: people. Yeah. He, he went south quickly. <laughs>
2: it's, a, it's a great problem to have.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's the perfect problem to have. There's too many A-grade midfielders. Um, and to get rid of your, what, fifth best midfielder for yeah. a top 15 pick, yep. essentially they've gone in for pick 14. Um, you got to say that's a good deal. Yeah,
2: exactly right. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, and they couldn't afford to pay him what he's probably worth on the open market. So if you force another team to pay overs um, for him in uh, salary cap plus picks, yeah. you've done it right.
2: Yeah, especially rival teams. It's always, always handy. Yeah, every yeah, team's Chew up team. some, Chew up some cap space.
1: For the others, yeah, and relieve some for them. Yeah. Um, so on the ends though, uh, because of their... Cap issues. They haven't brought in any big name um, talent, um, so it's just really uh, more draft picks for them. Um, yeah, they got uh, pick eleven and pick twenty one.
2: Yeah, I and mean that's I mean that's going to be a good result for them anyway because that's it. Who, who are they going to put into the squad really? Yeah. They're going to look at what the game plan is and where they're getting exposed by other teams, and you make adjustments. And they've got the draft picks to be able to do that, so yep. it's looking really good for Sydney.
1: Well, I mean, and they've had a top five draft pick, you know, in the last couple of years anyway. Yeah, so man. they've got the yeah, the, the young players and the age of their list is still good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they'll, they'll work through there. Mm. Um, let's have a look at their 2017 then. Their double-ups are Carlton, uh, GWS, Hawthorne, the Saints, and the Bulldogs. Uh, so that's not too bad for them, because um, Carlton, you, you'd almost book that one in. Yep. And, yeah. And Saints, you'd hope that they... still have the measure but it'll be a good testing tune up for
0: them they should destroy the Saints but but to be honest the Saints are an upper comer but uh, their pass mark will be like top 8 whereas Sydney their pass might be top Two. top two they yeah, need to top I two. think with these
2: games like that the Saints will be able to be a bit more <clears throat> a bit more free like there's only as to much at stake because they're not expected to beat them so they yeah. can sort of throw caution to the win in those games whereas yeah, the other game is going to be obviously a bit more pressure because they know they, they must win or need to win games whereas this one they'll probably look at that and go it's alright
0: to lose that one we are not expect to win that one so mm. to me the telling match though is the Giants like uh, yeah. the Crosstown rivals yeah there's not much rivalry there at the moment but it could very much be a passing the torch oh, I if think, GWS do what we think they're going to do. I think
1: that rivalry took the biggest step it's ever taken last year when yep. uh, GWS are 1-0 and zero in finals against Sydney. Yep. Even though Sydney then went further in the final, which is their retort um, yeah. to the 1-0. One one
0: but you want that conversation to be happening. You want yeah. the, the insult and the counter-retort going on. You want uh, Monday morning, uh, different fans are at work in Sydney talking about it. Yeah. And Def- NRL followers are going, "Who? what's that... It certainly helps mean. the Parramatta shit too, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs>
1: um, and it looks like you know we're, everyone's expecting both teams to play finals again this year. So if she they just, have another derby, yeah. um, and final.
2: and getting behind it now too. I saw the, those flags up along the streets yep. of this is the home of GWS and that sort of stuff. So that's mm. always going to help. Um, to be honest, I think they can they can get away from Canberra, but yeah, yeah I don't
1: think they need to be there.
0: Yeah, so I, I don't think anyone wants to stay in Canberra as long as they have to. Well, no, except for fucking Pauline Hanson <laughs> sort of trying to claw her way back in there.
1: Oh God, knows how she keeps doing it. Yeah. Um, so, who who's going to have a big year for Sydney? I mean, we, we know who their superstars are, but yeah. who's going to jump up b- beyond that?
0: One person that did impress me in preseason, which is, you can hardly still, yeah, uh, yeah, hardly yep. say preseason's seasons uh, indicative, but uh, Oliver Florent. Uh, only a, a it, little ad, but yeah, geez, he's got some
1: pace. Yeah, he's there. Was he pick 11, I think? Um, I think so, so. He was their
0: first-round draft pick. Yeah, um, He just looked like something special. Um, some of those players that have pace to burn tend to just run like guts and then just kick it stupidly. But he seemed to make good decisions. Yep.
1: Uh, and Sydney have had a good um, opportunity the last couple of years, even though they've been top four. They've still blooded first-year players. Exactly, Like uh, yeah. Heaney, obviously, and yeah. uh, Mills
2: last year. Yeah. Um, so
1: th- there could be opportunities for Florent to get a game.
2: Yeah, and I think they can sort of build okay. that back line up um, from those players. Like, Aliyah uh, Aliyah, I think, is going to... Try and be a key defender role, like almost like um, uh, the floating half backman who can set up their running play. Yeah, uh, it's be a candle for him, and you can't, he's also gonna be a zone breaker as well, like that sort of role. But um, I think Heaney's gonna keep on becoming almost like uh, James Hurd uh, Warwick Kappa hybrid or something yep. like that, yeah. where he can play that small little player and goals, uh, oh. also push down the field and be an on baller. Provided he can get over this glandular fever. Thing.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, I think he's gonna miss the first few weeks.
0: Yeah, he's out. Um, with a glandular fever, you don't know if he's going to be as good ever. Like oh, it's one of those uh, syndromes they can never actually get over.
1: Is it really? Oh, I thought it was, you know, four weeks in bed, and, and you're right. I, mm-hmm. But I have nothing to base that on. I was just guessing.
0: From what I remember, it can. It's like Ross River; it can it recur, just come back. Uh,
1: well, I, I dare makes, say he's got the
0: best possible care. So precisely, yeah, that's yeah. It's, it, it, it'll be all right. A recurrence yeah. might just be a couple of percentage points, but who knows?
1: Um, I think I've put down Zach Jones. I think Zach Jones, he's got a lot of physicality about him. And I yep. think with some of the, uh, well, obviously Mitchell's gone. Um, McVeigh is probably getting a little bit older, and maybe in his yep. last go-round. He's injured be too, more McVay. McVay's injured. There's calf. Go. Calf, old man injury, that. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's going to be more opportunities for Zach Jones um, to get a game. Yep. But uh, every time he's played, he's always impressed me, um, just his endeavour. Um, and obviously, he plays like his brother. Yeah, and his brother's a fucking legend yeah. so yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a big year for him
2: yeah yep I agree
1: so the other then who's on the chopping block um, with Sydney
2: well, I've got Michael Talia. I think it's about time he, you know, it's pretty obvious he's injured. Well, about injured, time he played the game? Injured and uh, decided he'd spend that time doing cocaine down some back alleys in Sydney and got busted. So uh, you, there know. Is,
1: you know, there's always the rumours about a player with drugs and stuff like that. Yep. And then, nope, sold it to a cop. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or
1: bought it off a cop, either well,
2: way. Yeah, well, anyway, the cops were there while he was doing cocaine. <laughs> so not the smartest thing to do. So he needs to really step up and do something. Otherwise, he's going to be a big dud from uh, from that yep. trade.
1: And it's a long way back
2: yeah and a team like where positions are a premium you can't really just walk onto anywhere well,
1: not just positions that are premium but Sydney have really staked their claim with club culture and what they want you know yeah. they, they say mm. the no dickheads policy I mean they almost coined that term yeah. um, so when you get caught done Dunnan when you get caught with coke in your hand um, and then you, you still haven't played a game,
2: and you're not an NRL player, and you're not.
1: <laughs> um, it's it's a long way back internally, and yep. let alone getting on the park and actually performing.
2: Yeah. And I mean, been some problems in his past with internal that turmoil as well. as well. So that as well. <laughs> let's just say he's uh, two strikes down, and I don't know how he's on a third one, and he's on his fourth.
1: Yeah, um, I've also put uh, well McVeigh just on age. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's sort of there, but um, he's being relieved of the captain. Uh, captain's duties this year, yeah, um, which I thought was a great move because yeah. Josh Kennedy, like th- uh, Josh Kennedy, should have won the Norm Smith last year, yeah, um, without a doubt. Um, and I think he is the best player, uh, the best leader in that side now, um, mm. and will yep. be for the next five or so years. Yeah, and I think so,
2: Midway always there to pop up and do do a role that he needs to play. He's a wise head, but um, yeah, I really like that he's moved the captaincy on.
0: I think though it helps to have that cap, the former captain, still around. Just a for the new yeah. captain to lean on if necessary
1: yeah yeah um, or just to, to ask advice on the other captain's duties because captains obviously have mm. to do a lot of off-field stuff yeah. um, be it sponsors or leadership groups and all that kind of stuff and
0: yeah. also to hand over the authority because if the yeah. younger players are used to looking up to you know bloke a and he says no no mate it's this guy's job now you, can, yeah. you have that built-in edification yeah
1: well I I agree, but I also think that Joey Kennedy doesn't need that. It's not like when yeah, true, Mel- true. Melbourne yeah. when they handed it over to you know uh, Jack Grimes and Jack Trangove, where most of the other kids are going him. He yeah. like <laughs> I've played more games than both of them put together. <laughs> um, Wayne <laughs> Um, I've also put down Dean Towers. Um, yeah. There were only a couple of the losses last year for Sydney um, yeah. on the last kick of the day, basically. And a lot of them could have been avoided if not for dumb decisions. And yep. Dean Towers unfortunately got singled out for a few of them. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to get that reputation um, because then it can become uh, what do you call it confirmation bias? Exactly. Because yeah. uh, yep. then every time you make a mistake, you're like, oh, see, can't handle the pressure. Yep. Uh, Dean Towers is one of them. And Jack Darling's the other one over at West Coast. Yeah.
0: Then it becomes a thing.
1: It, it does exactly very very
0: quickly. The other one I see on the chopping block, and this is going to be a bit bit harsh, but uh, Gary John Rowan. Uh, uh, coming back from long-term injury with the back, he's gonna he's gonna really have to work his ass off to slot into that side. I mean, to be honest, they need him to rock up to work to fire him. So, <laughs> oh yeah, there is that.
1: Um, his pace is his greatest asset, and he was lucky when he did come back. Or not lucky, so He was when he did come back from injury last year. He still had that blistering pace. Yeah, um, but didn't have a good grand final by any means. Yeah, um, wasn't alone there either.
2: Yeah, and I mean. He's just waiting for him to get injured again. he yeah. like just knows yeah. what's going to
1: happen. Well, speaking of that, they've got Alex Johnson who looks yeah. like he might play this year. Hasn't played since 2012. Jesus. Um with knee reconstruction after reconstruction and then infection and then god knows what else the poor bastard. Um if he plays one game that's a win. Um that's all he's <laughs> They're looking.
2: They're trying for. to get something on the return on their investment there.
1: Well, you, you looked after him for so bloody long.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you see the other jack? Kieran? Brandon.
1: Brandon? Um yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think he needs to step up um, a, a little bit bigger. He, he's looked okay at times, hmm. um, but he's—I uh, don't know if playing uh, on the same team as Kieran actually hurts him.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of the Shane Harvey syndrome to me. Yeah,
1: um, Justin Crawford.
0: Yeah, so it's funny. Like you get legends of the game, and they're—they're they're like, "Oh yeah, did you know his brother also and played?" His brother. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. To be honest, I, I, Brandon jackson only twenty-two, but he didn't play last year. and only played about 10 games a season since coming on. So I, I, I think the only thing keeping him at City at the moment is the fact that uh, John Lomar doesn't want the call from his parents. Yeah. <laughs> very, very likely, I think. Um, the other uh, on the chopping block,
1: and this might be a little bit weird, um, is Stewie Jew. And not on the chopping block for anything other than I think there'll be a lot of coaching positions open yeah. um, at the end of the year. And he's, whenever a new coaching position is open, they actually wait for Stuart Jew to say no. Or they have the The last couple of years. Um, The succession plan has always been, you know, he's eventually going to take over from Longmire. Yeah. But if there are... He may not have to wait so long. He might not have to wait so long. And there might be, like, um, career-wise, going to Collingwood's not a bad uh, option. There's a lot of money there. There's a lot of resources there. If it's offered, like, you've got to think about that. And there's a good chance that that's going to be offered by before the end of the year.
0: And especially if, uh, well, let's be honest, Collingwood's list is pretty fucking good. It's not bad. Yeah. So uh, he could definitely turn that team
1: around. Um, like if he got offered the, the Brisbane role, and I'm pretty sure he did get offered the Brisbane role. <laughs> like he can just go, you know what? I'll wait.
0: Yeah, I think he's got a standing offer for that one. <laughs>
1: um, so I, I've only put him down because um, he's he's always been the next Sydney coach, but yeah, maybe he wants to coach, sit in the big chair next year as opposed to
0: five years' time. Yeah, that's fair. Well, he's done his apprenticeship. Absolutely yeah. has. It's funny though, like um, some players make fantastic coaches but not in the way you think they would. Like, uh, I don't imagine Stewie Jew being too cerebral. He was one of those blokes who was, get the ball, kicking it fucking long. Yep. But, um, but he uh, did that fucking well. Yeah, he did that absolutely <laughs> brilliantly. But then again, some of the players that were, you know, mediocre have turned out to be brilliant coaches.
1: Yeah, there's no tried and true method, is there? No, I mean, you get
0: you know superstars like Liam Matthews, who are players and coaches, yeah, and Malcolm Blight. Yeah, yep. Malcolm Blight. Uh, but they're kind of where it ends, as far as I like, can remember, the modern era.
1: For abso- well, um, yeah, it is hard because the, the most of the homegrown superstars in the last five or six years have been a little bit of failures. In well, yeah. in
0: Voss, Hurd, Buckley. Buckley,
2: Knights, <laughs> <laughs> Matty Knights is unlucky. Dean Ladley.
0: But yeah, there hasn't really been um, a
1: superstar player superstar coach yeah, I, I mean, mean John Worsfold is the last one I can think of
0: Chris Scott maybe he wasn't really yeah. super. He, he probably would have been a superstar in another team but in the team that had you know Voss Black uh, Brown all those well, guys I mean,
1: even though I don't rate Longmire as a coach he did win a Colman medal and yeah. he won a couple mm-hmm. of premierships as a player so you can't say he's a bad player by yeah. any stretch.
0: we got one um,
1: yeah. so on that then where do we see Sydney finishing in 2017
0: I see them sliding backwards not because they're going to be any worse but I think other teams are going to be better yeah um, other teams are going to make that leap forward um, so precisely I have them at fourth so only a small slide
2: yeah yeah, it's well, I'm, still top four
0: I've definitely not got going, them going forward
2: uh, <laughs> so I've got them sliding at third place uh, yeah but it's not because yeah I think there's another couple of teams that are just going to put their nose ahead of them uh, Sydney I think I mean surely by this point Someone's going to come up with a game plan that they, they can really crack up in that midfield. So yeah. I figure that just from exposure to that same game plan, someone else has got to have the team that's going to be able to show everyone else how it's done. I think that happened to Hawthorne like, a long time ago. Waiting for it to happen to Sydney and uh, their midfield. See,
0: it's funny. I can still see them getting 16 wins. I just think other teams will too.
1: Well, that's exactly what I was about to say. They had 17 wins and finished first last year. I can see them getting 17 wins this year and finishing third or fourth. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think there's a couple of other sides that have actually improved or... Like the good thing about Sydney is there's not that many that are near retirement, um, yeah. age-wise. Yeah. I mean, there's M- McVeigh, probably Grundy down back is is getting there, and yeah. you know, there's a couple of others. But they've got the young lads coming through, um, so their improvement will come from within. Um, but uh, having said that, like yeah, I, I still see them getting 17, close to 17 wins. But yeah, I, I got them down as third. Um and uh, you know, if they can their best is probably still up there for a premiership standard.
0: Yeah, mm. definitely. I mean no team's gonna come into playing Sydney thinking, Oh, we got this. We got this. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean this is year four with Buddy, uh and the most famous contract I think in the AFL history. Yeah, holy um, shit on year four. Damn. Year four. Um they need a premiership to justify that contract. I still believe mm-hmm. like yeah, um yeah. never mind, you know, it's a there's eighteen teams and not everyone wins a premiership and it's a team game, blah, 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 blah. That's a big chunk of the salary cap taken, and uh, he's going to be better in the first half of this contract than he is in the last half of it, obviously.
0: But the thing is, too, the full forward at Sydney is traditionally being a marketing position as well. You look at, you know, Warwick Capper, Plugger Locker, Barry Hall.
1: Simon Minton-Connell.
0: Yeah. (laughs) old old He he set the standard for hyphenated (laughs) names. Um, And then obviously Buddy Franklin. Um, They're probably one of the few players to get (laughs) recognised around (laughs) the city. But um, I think definitely Buddy Franklin will go down as better than all bar one of those guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, easy. Oh, I think he already is. Um, yeah. And uh, only
0: the Except only... for Warwick Capper. He'd probably think that he's ahead of Buddy. He still does, yeah. Uh,
1: Buddy's obviously a more all-around player than um, Plugger. Yeah. I, th- I think it's better to say. I have yeah.
0: seen Buddy out of the fifty
1: yeah yeah, um, and I think Buddy's more dangerous when he goes down the ground too because his field passing is unbelievably yeah, good is. and
0: he's deceptively for, quick for quick a bloke his size I, I think the uh, ability to bulk as well
1: you ask Cale Hooker how quick he is <laughs> <laughs> that poor bastard is yeah. sick of seeing him run down the wing <laughs> oh
0: jeez it's fun to watch though
1: yeah not for Cale <laughs> I, I th- he's actually mentioned it on Twitter a few more times <laughs> <laughs> when Buddy got traded he said thank god now I don't have to watch that fucking highlight anymore <laughs> I may have put the fucking in there for him it but he certainly trouble. thought it <laughs> Um, All right, I think that'll do it for Sydney. So top four finish from all of us um, for them, and they'll be dangerous again come uh, the business end of the season. Good luck,
0: guys. Don't uh, hit the ski ski slopes too soon. Peace.
2: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner.